AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song? Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 Plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mini Crush. I'm sitting across from Noel. I was about to do a trumpet fanfare sound effect. Do like it. A da, 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 da. That's not very Noel-like. What do you mean? I don't know. What? You want to make it Noel-ify it a little? Okay. You do. Da, 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 da. I don't know, man. I'm doing my best. Uh, Noel's across from me, which means Ramsey is to my left and Noel's right. And the reason we're all in here today. And for the fanfare. And for the fanfare. Right. He, yeah. Ramsey never misses fanfare. <laughs> uh, Ramsey, is your mic live too, by the way? It is. Okay, good. Feel free to say stuff whenever uh, I point at you. Right. <laughs> With finger guns specifically. Uh, so the reason we're all in here today, everybody, as you have seen on your little pod player, this is episode number 100. Mini episode 100. Yeah. So does that mean it's regular episode 100 as well? Mm-mm. No. This, they started well, later, duh. They started later, and there are twice as many, so it's more like 200 and something. Wow. Jesus. So we're totally— Is this how you're starting 2020? No, I've, I've, it's, it's been six <laughs> days, Chuck. I've, I've already gotten my start to 2020 on just fine. Um, no, so it's—so uh, we're technically winning. Is, you know, we're moving, doing great, man. Mini Crush is winning over the regular Crush. It's clearly the superior— <laughs> Superior sub I didn't sub, know it was a competition uh, with myself. I already have enough of those. Um, 
Yeah. It's I mean, exciting, dude. It, it's number 100. Yeah. I'm very proud of what Mini Crush has become. Yeah. Uh, it started off as just an idea, quite honestly, everyone, to get more downloads. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, this is super fun. And um, then Noel comes aboard as a voice, and you were worked in more and more. Is that all I am to you, Chuck, a voice? Well, your voice wrapped in a in a meat sack. That's true. <laughs> a hairy meat sack. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> visceral. What Stephen Colbert, how he described Harvey Weinstein? No. He said he looks like was chewed gum rolled in cat hair. <laughs> oh. These are very walking visceral images for fucking Walker into court. For no, like, oh, what did he really, like Mr. Brady? And well, Mr. Brady didn't wear it. Why is he not well? What's what's wrong with Harvey? I don't know. Not is, enough. Is, is, it, is it sort of the equivalent of like wearing a neck brace when you're going to? <laughs> well, that's like, what I was saying. It's like, like the Brady Bunch oh, episode. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But Mr. Brady thwarted that one. He got popped though. Like, didn't he already get like a conviction or like a? No, this and, is his day in court. Finally. No, he, but but he wasn't he indicted in L.A. and then like like at the well, same. Well, more t- charges just came. That's what it was. Excuse me. Yeah. More new charges on the very same day he was to be. That's right. Indicted. More rapes, Noel. That's all we need in 2020. He saw he, he was admonished for being on a cell phone in court too much after warnings, and the judge was just like, "Dude, you got to fucking seriously." Be that's wow. what, literally what the judge said. You got to fucking be kidding. He really me. said that? No. Did he say it like a Brooklyn accent? I wish. Oh, it would have been great. Get the fuck out of here. You got to be fucking kidding me with that shit, Harvey. Anyway, number 100, everyone. Ugh. It's become one of the most fun things because uh, of Noel's inclusion and because of the interaction that we have with you all out mm-hmm. there yeah. is really what makes it fun and special. The crushers. And it's like you always say this. It's like one of the most fun things we do here. It's really nice. I always say it too, and I'll say it the last time. I swear to God, we do it early. It's one of the earliest <laughs> things that I do here, you know, podcast-wise. And it's really always sets the tone really nicely mm-hmm. for the day. I really, really enjoy it. I'm sorry I just slurped my coffee in it's your ears, fine. people. Uh, so let's say we just do 100 more. Okay. And then quit. Just 100 more. <laughs> a finite. We have, we'll have to put a clock on it. I like oh, that. Oh, goodness. I like that. Um, so, everyone, this is also the final show before the live movie crush and uh, sketch fest. Is someone knocking on our goddamn door? Oh, was that you? No. Nope. Ramsey, you can speak. <laughs> it was my coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is it's that a, a dragon? It's a beefy coffee cup. It's like got the, it looks like a... Like a ride at the fair, like one of those like pirate ship things, but dragon shaped. It's but a dragon with cup. ram's horns, though. Yeah, well, my my daughter painted uh, painted it for me and oh, gave it great. to me as a Christmas present. And it's is, like the at best one of those ever. places, like a color me mine or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, over at North of Cadmore. That's some pretty good painting too, man. Yeah, has she got artistic skill? She does. All she does is craft. She, I have. She has an entire room in our basement just for crafting. I have an original yeah. on Literally. canvas from from oh, his really? daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Can I commission one? You, I'm sure you can. <laughs> She's very entrepreneurial. Uh, speaking of North DeKalb Mall, um, that's the one place in – it's like sort of a dying mall here in uh, in Atlanta. I worked like, there and all. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm just telling the, the yeah, folks. I'm telling sure. – you know, it's sort of a half-living, half-like undead kind of mall. Yeah, where Jerry like, calls it the sad mall. It's a, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a sad mall. There's this one store that's like been in liquidation sale for like a oh, year, I, two I years now. Yeah. It's got, everything's covered in plastic it's and amazing. on pallets. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But there's a movie theater there that shows first run like, you know, blockbuster type 
movies, and it's always five bucks inexplicably. It's super cheap. It doesn't make any. I don't understand it. I, I think know, it's man. a front. I and don't, it's an AMC too. It's an AMC, and it's also in a neighborhood with a lot of um, uh, Indian and Indian families, so they show a lot of Bollywood movies there. Right. Which is an unusual thing for maybe you know, it is a, a front a first run movie theater. I don't know. All I'm saying is, I was there over the weekend. <laughs> speaking of the paint your own pottery place that used to be there at the the North Cap Mall, and saw the movie Cats. Mm. And uh, let's it, hear it. It will. It and was, I take it you went either just because your daughter wanted to see it, or oh. because you just wanted to have a good time and laughing at something. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I had heard that it was like so bad that it wasn't even fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of proved to be the case. Really? Like, yeah, it would just, it made me physically uncomfortable, and just something about it just felt like because it was, you know, CGI <laughs> combined with really intense like modern dance, yeah, and like. You know, Idris Elba in a weird ripped fur suit. You know, uh-huh. like pirouetting around the the, the the floor. And I've got. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna see it in the theater, but I'm definitely can't wait to watch it. It's one of those movies that is so regarded as right. weirdly awful that you've got to see it. I feel like it's gonna get a little cult niche kind of following because it's right. just so nightmare fuel psychedelic in a bad way. Yeah, when yeah. I usually use that term, I mean it positively. Like in 20 years, uh, the, this, the kids are gonna be sitting around doing bong hits and watching Cats. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But um, It's gonna be their room. I do recommend seeing it, it, it if for only like to just like it, the fact that it exists is fascinating to me. Like nobody right. asked for this movie. Cats is always a weird Broadway show. It's like it's got no plot. It's all these weird cat suited like dancers with no plot to speak of, and it's just kind of cats catting around and <laughs> with funny names. And and I don't. There's not. It's not really about anything. Oh, and, they should pin the executive who actually greenlit it and expose that person. You think so? Sure. It'll dox them. Yeah. Yeah, I just you know I feel bad for for uh, Tom Hooper because I thought Les Mis was a damn good adaptation of yeah. a Broadway show that I love. Quality director, they did a great job. And King's Speech, obviously, great film. Yeah, this is just a real weird one. I wonder if he pushed for it, if it got dropped on him, or what. I don't like, know. He was probably excited about it because it's a. a Kind of a legendary Broadway show. It's beloved, but it's also weird and, like, kind of divisive. People either love Cats Mm -hmm. and are all in or are like, I don't know what the fuck this thing is. Right. And as a movie, that's that's a tough sell, right? Yeah. Because it's like – you know, to get that buy-in from like a broad audience for a weird-ass yeah, thing yeah. like that is 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 a is a tall order. You well, know? and there's something different about clearly watching a human on a stage in a cat suit right. and makeup, or yeah. then trying to do the weird CGI. These are humanoid cats. <laughs> yes. That is, you know, everything. It's like, and they have, this is going to sound strange, but they have no genitalia. It's just smooth <laughs> down there. And, and and yet Idris Elba is like ripped and has this like weird like nine pack. Right. And then Rebel Wilson has, you know, or m- 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 all of the female cats have very pronounced bosoms, you know, let's right. say. And they're all but, just real and sexed again, up. not to get uh, too graphic, but Bosomy, but no nipples, of course. Well, of course not. So it's like a doll almost. It's a weird Barbie smoothed and Ken out, effect. Smoothed yeah. out bits and smoothed out breasts. Yeah, with tails kind of just doing their thing. And there's even if there's a scene where the tails almost, it feels like they're meant to represent like getting an erection. <laughs> it's it, All the cats are real sexy at each other too. It's just like there's a lot of preening and oh, kind of God. like nuzzling and stuff. My kid was like covering her face. Really? <laughs> but not understanding why she was uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I don't know what this is. Weird, man. It was very strange. What if you track down the original email that greenlit the movie <laughs> and it was like clearly written by a cat who had tapped <laughs> into co-opted. Like, yeah. Yeah. You a, need to yeah. make this movie, <laughs> yeah. right? Meow. Exactly. Oh, don't don't think they don't say oh, 
a lot of weird mis- meows and uh, uh, really? Sir Ian McKellen, like literally, <laughs> he's, it, too. he's the cattiest cat of them all. Everyone's giving him props for like really just leaning into being a cat because he clearly was into it. Wow. Um, Did you see? Apparently, Judy Dench. They didn't even CG her. Yeah, her, or she left off her paw. Right, well, yeah, in like, one that, scene, like and you can see a human hand. You can see your human hand. They all have human hands. They don't have paws. Oh, but they're covered in slight fur. Well, this one is not. Hers covered. was it not was furred. You like know? a mistake that got released. Totally. In the theater. And then, then they fixed. They they sent out a new print. <laughs> you know, it's bad when they're like, no, 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 sorry guys, <laughs> wrong movie. <laughs> Watch this one. Apparently, it was just so down to the wire that even, like, uh, the effects, like, in the trailer, the one that made the internet lose its fucking mind, weren't ready. So it looked extra creepy in uh-huh. Uncanny Valley. So anyway. Good God. whole real shit show with that one. But now people are, like, you, you know. see it. People are writing blogs about watching it on mushrooms and stuff. And, like, oh, yeah. that's going to be where it's, it's, where, it's go. where it's headed, you know. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, all right. This is also the last show before the live Sketchfest uh, movie crush. Um, there is still time to get tickets. And guys, let's be honest. If it's 30 seconds before showtime, there's going to be tickets available. Totally. Who are you talking to? You said you're doing a new thing this time, like a group thing. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is, uh, by the way, the show is uh, Sunday, January 19th. That is this coming Sunday uh, at 8 p.m. And you can get tickets at the SF Sketchfest site. Just Google that junk. Google Movie Crush. It'll take you right there. And I'm going to have two people. I know for sure... I'm having the great Hal Lublin uh, improv uh, buddy. He's hysterical. Um, he's a podcaster. He's uh, he's one of the ones that works with Janet Varney and had me on stage at, at Max Fun to tell stories and stuff that they improv. Nice. So we uh, are also getting a lady on, and I'm just not sure who. Uh, it may – well, I don't want to say who yet because she's reached out to a few people. But the idea is there's going to be a couple of people there. I'm going to get in microphones. And we're going to walk around in the audience and get people to contribute. So your assignment, if you're coming to the show, for sure, is you need to uh, put together a haiku, bring in a haiku uh, that uh, the guests will have to guess the movie title. So we're going to do that deal. So a haiku that describes a film. Um, And I'm not sure what else we're going to do. That'll get us started. Pay attention to the Facebook page because you will have more homework assignments what else would be fun to do, Noel, that we've done that would be interactive? I was going to do a live holes where all the audience keeps their own score and then maybe a little prize for the winner of was... who has seen the most movies. Oh, my god! So gosh. get ready for live holes. Live holes. <laughs> I like that. that. That's a good name in and of itself. Live and active holes. I'm trying to think. Like, then you I know, need a couple what, more bits. What probably. was it? Trope Trope time? Trope time? Was it? How, how could you, how yeah, could you crowdsource time. trope time? I just feel like we've been over those That's so much. True. I don't know. There's only many... there's, a, there's a finite number of tropes, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. All right. Well, just pay attention to the Facebook page for more homework and at the show. I'll come out a little early and kind of, you know, everyone will have a pad of paper and a pencil. I'm going to bring all that stuff. And I'm going to give you some more homework to do. So that sounds like fun. Chuck. Looking forward to that. We, we'll get you out there one year, Noel. I look forward to. We'll it. just do a. We just need to take this on the road. I think we need to. I think there's at least a city or two cities we could we could have. A All good we need time to get at. is like a hundred people in a room. Yeah, less than a hundred, it gets a little sad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I suppose so for everybody. For well, yeah. As much as the crushers would like, oh no, that'd be great to have a show with like twelve of us and you guys. Yeah, it, you know, that's not the best kind of thing. It's not the best kind. Of, I, I don't think that's that's an issue. Um, but, but yeah, we, we need to figure out a good. 
way to do it, whether we uh, – it might be fun to like watch a movie together and then talk about it or to, and do some live mini crush style stuff. Yeah. Maybe we'll just put our heads together and see if we can do like three shows this year. I would love that. It is a new year. What cities do you think? I was thinking like, you know, New York, um, maybe. I mean, the big ones, New York, Chicago, Seattle, they're always supportive. Yeah. <coughs> or we've got Excuse so me. many folks out in L.A. with our uh, L.A. people, uh, with uh, um, the other shows that are out there, like the Daily Zeitgeist and stuff. I wonder if we could like buddy up with one of them or something. Maybe we could do a show in L.A. I think maybe New York it might be a good first stab. I think you're right. Because we can pull from several different states. That's a good point. And I'm sorry – Topeka and St. Louis. I've never been to Topeka. It's Minneapolis. Nice. Minneapolis is great. I love Minneapolis. Uh, I haven't been to Topeka. What was the other one I said? St. Louis is St. great. St. Louis is great, too. These they are all great yeah, cities. They got the arch. But uh, when you're trying to draw like enough people to, you know, at least cover our travel, you know, it's not yeah. like we're looking to get rich off of mini crush shows. No, no, but it would be a lot of fun to meet everyone. <laughs> all right. Enough of that. So here's what I did, Noel. Since we're on the, the 100 thread... I asked the movie crushers, what is your either favorite moment from the first 100, if you have something specific, or just sort of some favorite memories of the first 100? It can be a little more broad. Uh, anything stands out that you loved, basically. So we're going to go through some of those right now. Uh, we got 134 of them. We'll go ahead and start with top fan Candy Mauger Ryder. She said, my favorite episode was the one you did uh, with Tig Notaro. Oh, okay. Well, this is not mini-based. It's okay. Go to sleep, Noel, for the next 25 seconds. I love her dry humor, but I especially like listening to your conversation with her after the intro you gave explaining what had happened immediately before recording started. She seemed less like a famous star and more real. That was like the first one. And that's what kept me coming back, yeah. Yeah. I was there for that one. Tig's doing a, a small market show. Where yeah, about? That's, uh, she's doing just these tiny cities like that's Montgomery, cool. Alabama, and... Places like that's that. Great. That's great. I really cool. enjoyed being able, being uh, sitting in on that interview. I, it was a really that's when you were just uh, running the mics. That's right. Designing the music. <laughs> Designed the one the one music. Now did they call the little the little ad breaks? I guess. Um, yeah, she's a really nice human person, and it was really cool to see that side of her and like kind of you know letting her guard down. And yeah. it was a really great conversation. Yeah, for someone who's uh, now spent a little bit of time with Tig a couple of times, she is a very very real down to earth person. She is exactly how you think she is, which is a wonderful human. Uh, Devaney LeDrew says, I love hearing about the bedtime stories you make up for your daughter and Noel telling you that you're a good dad. That's very nice. That I almost teared up a little bit just then. Just then? Just then. It's true. You are a good dad. And that's a really – I always thought that was a really sweet thing that you do where you make up these stories. I used to do that too, but you seem like you're better at it than I was. Well, you got a little more purpose. Maybe. It's a formula, though. But it's all. It's like a kid. Don't give me too much credit. <laughs> I'm giving you all the credit. It's, it's, it's her. It's got her same name or no? No, it's always just a, like a young just girl a little who girl. does something great yeah. and like tackles some big project. You know that I'm thinking about? I think I kind of did it along those lines as well. Last night was a little girl who built a horse a house. And that also has a fun like wordplay going on. That's true. And then all the other horses want houses. So she did that for the rest of her life. You're a regular Dr. Seuss. She did that until she died at 18. That was the story. <laughs> That's a sad story. Don't tell her that part. Uh, Adam uh, uh, Pelletier, one of our oldest friends, says, generally speaking, I love the chemistry between you and Noel, and I love that we get to meet a new side of you that we don't really get on Stuff You Should Know, which I will now refer to as Sweary Chuck. 
Swear engine. Swear engine. <laughs> oh, here we go, Noel. Who's your big moment? Oh, boy. Joshua Rode. I know this is going to be on here. Joshua Rode says, Noel singing Cry Little Sister from the Lost Boys soundtrack. Hit it. Cry, little sister. Shall not kill. Come, come to your brother. It's 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 uh it's all the commandments I think. Man, that was good. You even backed off the mic like a real. You pro. gotta back off the mic, dude. You don't want to blow anybody's ears out. Goodness. We're all we're all Except friends. Ramsey. We're Ramsey's, all friends here. I see blood trickling down from his headphone. It's true. His ear cup. His ears are. He has cat-like uh, hearing. <laughs> as it turns out, <laughs> I say that when uh, my kid screams in yeah. the car or something. I go, oh, great. Now my ear's bleeding. Oh, no. And then she'll do it again. I'll say, great. Now my other ear's bleeding. And then I work my way through all the face holes. And now it's a game. She'll yeah. scream and go, are your ears bleeding? Oh, my gosh. That is adorable. <laughs> God. Is there blood coming out of your eyes yet, Daddy? We have so much fun. Uh, Lydia Greaves says the April Fool's Day episode with Christopher Walken. My friend I had in here the other day for uh, the movie Being There, Jason, mm-hmm. uh, my friend from college, he was fooled by Christopher Walken. He didn't give it much of a listen because he gets uh, uncomfortable with uncomfortable content, and that was, you know, very purposefully an uncomfortable sure. show. So it fooled him, which I kind of felt bad about. He's probably not a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan then, I guess. He specifically said he is not. Oh. Yeah. I know people that are like that. It's, yeah. it's very triggering for some office. people. Uh-huh. I get it. I watch The Office on repeat. It makes me, like, happy. It's, it comforts me. I guess I thrive on that kind of weird, so good. awkward tension. I don't mind it. I think it's funny. As long as it's not me. <laughs> Fair. Uh, one of our oldest friends, local ATL, Leon, Allison Gallagher, says, so many to choose from, but I think back to the first mini crush. I'd like to go listen to that, actually. Uh, I was the first comment you read from the Crushers page. Wow. She was true first. Yeah. Part part of history. That's what she says. I accidentally listened to number eight the other day because for some reason in, in Apple Podcasts it comes up first like as like a yeah, previous so episode. But it's, it's, it's weirdly number eight and I listened to it because I was trying yeah. to listen to the most recent one just to see what, you know, I do that occasionally. Yeah. And uh, I listened to the whole thing not realizing it was an old one until I caught like a dated reference at the end. Uh-huh. It just goes to show, like, we do these, and, like, I don't remember what we talked about. And it's like it's like, it's like hearing it for the first time. Oh, no. <gasps> I just spilled coffee. I think Pause. we should leave all this in. No, we're not leaving this in. <laughs> you got it, Ramsey. Oh, it, did it mainly spill into the uh, uh, recycling bin? Uh-huh. That's well, great. That's wonderful. Yeah. <sighs> we're not leaving this in. Okay, we're leaving it in. I don't know what we're doing. We'll see, we'll, 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 well, we'll leave either. I don't even remember what I was saying, so we'll leave, either leave it in or I'll start with this. Awkward pickup. Because I don't know what I was saying when Noel spilled his coffee. Yeah. And you either heard that or you didn't. Because yeah, I don't know true. if we left it We in. haven't decided yet. Should we just leave it up to Ramsey? No. <laughs> Is it your choice? <laughs> You're, hey, you know the line. Whoever spilled it decides if it's in the edit. That's right. That still rhymes. Edit, spilled it. Mm. Sort of. What do we got next, Chuck? All right. I'm frazzled now. That's all right. You're, you're great. I'm, I'm rattled fine. and frazzled. And uh, I'm coffeeless. You, oh, I know. You were talking about... Uh, Listening to number eight. Oh, listening to number. Oh no! It, it, my point is like the dynamic was pretty pretty decently fully formed from the start because I it was because uh, well, we're of, pals anyway, right? So it's not like it, it was a getting to know you. That's right. And I just I I made it all the way through not realizing it was an old episode until like some dated comment came on at the end. So um, it's weird that it's eight though. I know it comes up. It why, is why, isn't it, why isn't it one? 
I don't understand. <laughs> I haven't listened to any other podcasts lately because I think I told you I'm listening to. Are you listening? Uh, are you talking REM Remi? Mm-hmm. And I'm just that's all I listen to right now. It is the best funniest thing. Wait, so you haven't made it all the way through to the? No, not yet. To you're a monster, yeah. Because I only scary listen one? to podcasts when I drive, and right. thankfully, I don't drive that much. That's good. So, uh, how far are you? What album are you on? I'm uh, just started the post. Automatic for the people, David Wayne episode, the slow slow down episode, whatever that means. I like that one. I'm not even sure what that means. He brings it's not an album. David Wayne he brings in these like stems for mm-hmm. the, the record. Like he has them on his garage band on his laptop and they're like the separated vocals and guitar. And like oh, he, he got them I don't know how he got them on like okay. a Torrents or something That's like that. Cool. But that that happens a little later. I'm trying episode. to get Aukerman on a uh, movie crush. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm, I'm meeting with him after the podcast awards. Yeah, you by told the way. me that's great. Um, it's pretty exciting. I, I will be there. I'm a huge a comedy hero. bang bang fan. He's a he's a lovely guy. I hope so. Seems like it. I hope so too. He seems. I don't know. He does those so often. Like he's podcast like every week. I can't imagine that he's no. Like, I'm sure he's great. He seems like how he would be. If you meet someone and they're like a big pompous dickhead podcast like famous person. And I've met a couple, actually. But they're doing the wrong thing in life. Probably. You know? You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Is it me? No. Of course not. All right. Oh, well, I know you're... Oh, I do know who you're talking about, actually. Uh, let, let's see here. Robbie Poole uh, says, Werner Herzog imitation. Every time I heard the actual actor after watching Mandalorian, I laughed. All right, Noel, you got to give us one tidbit. I can't do it. I've been listening to the... the um, Paul year, Tompkins? Yeah, I've been listening to the year-in roundups on, on, on the Comedy Bang I mean, Bang. He's, great. he's just so good, and I'm obviously just <laughs> ripping... can't do it anymore. I'm obviously just ripping off his... Impre- I, okay. No, that, no, everyone does a Werner Herzog. You're he right. Did, he didn't make it up. I will say this. I wish... I, I want to find the full text of it. There's a, a monologue that was written for him or a really short bit of dialogue um, that clearly was written like whoever wrote this Mandalorian episode was like, I'm going to give Werner a very Werner monologue because he mm-hmm. says something to the effect of like, bounty hunting is murder <laughs> and sadness and exist- it's I'm exaggerating, but it was very yeah. much that Werner thing and someone wrote it and had a good time writing it. That's great. That. Yeah. Well, Paul F. Tompkins, is, his is so great because he does a good voice, but he's such a great improv comedian. Yeah, he says all the things. That he says all the right things. Yeah, like he great. truly gets into Werner Herzog's head. It's great. Uh, David Mills, one of our old friends, says, I've enjoyed Movie Crush so much. I had to start a subgroup, Movie Crush Movie Club. That's what I've talked about. So everyone could have their own movie pick of the week. Loving the show. Keep up the great work. Uh, Gretchen Hermann says, you and Emily drinking wine and watching the Oscars. <laughs> I wonder if we should do that again. Yeah. I never listened to that one. That um, was a tough one because we were live watching it, so we would stop and pause it like every 20 minutes to kind of do a bit of the show. Right. And watch another 20 minutes and do a bit of the show. It was it was clunky. There must be a better way, Chuck. There must be. It's 2020. All, all Everything's on the table. But you know? just listening to someone live watching TV is not a fun show. Yeah, but then you edit it. You can just do like a clip thing of it or do reacts. I don't. I don't know. It's hard. Award shows are boring anyway. So like, it's by its very nature, someone watching an award show is going to be a little tedious. I didn't even watch the Golden Globes. I don't think. I I mean, I read the winners. Mm -hmm. Very satisfied to see Fleabag and. Chernobyl oh, and yeah, for sure. Who else want to want to these great one? shows that we uh, we love so much? Oh, Succession won big. I really like that show yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. All, all the right I actors. Don't care. Like I just don't care. I know it gets a little bit. I just want to watch like when the world is going to shit. Oh my and god! And Australia is burning to the ground. Yeah, and we have a fucking bloated persimmon <laughs> in the Oval Office yeah. taking us to war. It's hard to think about Hollywood awards. It's true. 
All right, I'm off my soapbox. No, you're good. I feel like they should give an award to, like, this administration for, like, you know, the theater of it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has united uh, people in in, uh, in a loathing sort of way. <laughs> all right, Louis Silva, one of our oldest friends, says, anytime Lord of the Rings, ugh, or Harry Potter, ugh, gets brought up. Are those your interjections <laughs> or are those in the— No, those are mine. Okay. Uh, Dylan Thomas, the Noelhelm scream squeal. Uh, let's go ahead and drop that in, Ramsey. There it is. Mm. I love it. That was my react to finding out that Werner was in The Mandalorian, <laughs> so right? Yeah. One, one of the great all-time human reactions. He delivered, though. It re- I, re- I loved that show, by the way. Like, I, I just, every minute of it, I really enjoyed. And I'm I d- only through, like, five. I've, I, I've got I, quite a bit to catch up on. There's only, like, eight, I think, right? Oh, is it? Yeah. All right, it's so not, I'm uh, yeah, you're, 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 you're close. I just feel like, I don't know, and, and I know you enjoyed the new Star Wars movie, and I thought it was just fine, mm-hmm. but, like... It just lacks the heart that Mandalorian – Mandalorian just it feels like it gets the spirit of the original movies. Yeah. The camp, the kind of, you know, um, the intrigue, the kind of double-crossing and all that stuff. And yeah. I feel like the newer movies just are trying to grasp at that, but it feels like kind of a weird photocopy of a photocopy kind yeah. of. Yeah. It's not oh, quite the it. same. But Mandalorian, like, it uses puppets. It's got, like yeah. – you know, there's something about it that just feels really authentic and it's just fun and not too self-serious. Totally. And I don't I really I've enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I'm curious where they go with season two. Surely there's going to be a season two. Oh, there has to be. Okay. Cat uh, Giambruno, one of our old friends, says, your timely response to Walking Gate. Yeah, remember when people got all mad? They get mad? Some people got mad. Because they felt like they were they were deceived. Yeah, and we I think we ended up realizing that apparently uh, like an April Fool's joke or being – Tricked like that is a trigger for some people, which is I get. That makes sense. And it felt genuinely bad if I made someone feel bad. Well, no one ever wants to make anyone feel bad. Uh, Anna Shretha, I usually hate tangents and random asides, but I love Chuck and Noel's little moments. And she even said lil moments. Mm-hmm. L-I-L. That's great. Zach Pointer, one of our old friends. Maybe a little self-centered, but I love the first time you said one of my replies I was driving, and it was about Aladdin, the original. I also loved the first time I got called out as old pal. Well, Zach, you're fired. <laughs> selfish, selfish son of a bitch. Not nice. No, Zach's great. He seems great. Of course, great. he's not fired. Did you know there's a, a promotion? There's a bar in Athens called the Old Pal. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. You know where it is, too. It's right next to um, yeah, where is it? that hardware store, the the kind of famous like old one. Uh, what the hell? What the hell is it called? Give me um, another landmark. Oh gosh! Oh, hold on. No, that's the thing. Like it's 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 in a part that's in a B fifty two song. It's in like a little strip, and I'm trying to think of what used to be there and what the B fifty two's line is. Oh, tan roof. No, it's not that one. It's about a, it was. There used to be like a burger place there that was kind of like big in like the eighties or whatever. But it was like an old divey kind of dinery place. Let me look it up real quick. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Well, I'll read another one of these. John Millsap says, anytime you guys explore each other's holes, I always get another movie or two to add to my list. Don't say explore each other's holes. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, Dan Maynard, one of our oldest of friends, says, there was a moment near the very start of the minis uh, when there was a realization that Noel was a vital part of the show, and it really felt like a duo from there on in. Oh, that's really well, I'll have nice. to I'll have to work on walking that back. What? <laughs> well, you I remember think me picking on you is... is oh, People love that. It's, it's all just I'm a fun. good. I'm a good fall guy. Um, normal hardware. No, it's on Prince Avenue. Oh, like in normal town. town but sure. it's like it's like a little strip, and now there's a that's place where called Allen's and Allen's Foxes. Was. Allen's. That's yeah. what I was just trying. It's the hamburger place. That's, uh-huh. that's in a B52's lyric. Allen's. Oh, okay. Oh, like yeah, going yeah. down to Allen's for whatever. Yeah, going down to Allen's bar. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So why did we start talking about that? Because there's a bar there called the Old Pal. Is it Allen's? No, I don't know what building it is, but it's right there. There's a place called High Low, and then there's Aqualinda, which is a really good. I wonder uh, what Foxy's became because that was my hangout, which was in the basement of Allen's. Scroll around on that if you wish. Well, you can't tell because you it's can a drag your interest. Oh, can I you see. drag it underground? Uh, no, no, no. I don't. I didn't, I didn't, no, it's it's under Allen's Bar. That's Normal Town. I mean, I lived right around the corner from there. I lived off of uh, Prince Avenue. It's my favorite part of town. Actually. I miss Athens. I'm actually going back for the first. Are you going to go to that uh, that John Cameron Mitchell thing we talked about? Oh, when is that? It's the 25th of January. Yeah. We should put this off there, but like I, I no, I I'm uh, I'm putting that on my calendar. Yeah. I very much want to go I'm, to that. I'm going with uh, Sean. So that's next. It's two Saturdays from this yeah. Saturday, and we're actually gonna we're gonna we, we could come back or we could stay. Um, Taylor's gonna come. He lives there, and uh, all right, I need we, to get on. John that. said we would do we could do a, a, a movie movie crush from Athens from Athens like backstage at the Forty Water. Oh, God, I need to get that going, Noel. Okay, all right, I need to I need to get some uh, some family permissions if you know what I mean. Yeah, of course. You know how that goes. Uh, let me see here. 
Jimmy Mallory, my favorite mini moment was on the first my first mention, the quote, Jimmy does what Jimmy wants. That sounds like something you might have said, Noel. Me? Who's Jimmy? Uh, Jimmy Mallory. Jimmy He's, Mallory. Uh, quote I just read. Or maybe that was me. Jimmy I don't remember. Jimmy does what Jimmy wants. Uh, Leah Mitchell again says the Lost Boys theme. Uh, Nolhelm Scream again from Pete Drummond. Uh, Austin R. Debsky. Old Pal says the moments when Chuck shows empathy to Noel's breakups. Noel's breakups. <laughs> the, the long list. Uh, they're always best through uh, the run of the show. Well, that's very nice. I'm in between breakups right now. Oh, okay. That's a joke. That means I have a girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. I think she went really well. No, it's great. She's really cool. She's a very chill, kind of hippie. Um, She's great. You know, lovely person. When we bumped into each other in a public bathroom, which I have to say is hysterical, yep. of all the bathrooms, could have been any time of day, anywhere in Atlanta, I walk in and you have your penis in your hand. That's <laughs> true. No, you were done, actually. You had just washed up. I was, I was shaking. Um, um, it was crazy. And then I walk out and uh, your lovely girlfriend comes over and just gives me a big hug. Which was just, and I only met her once. It yeah. just felt very warm. She's a very warm person, and uh, I'm into that. So, oh yeah, it was it was great. She's never met a stranger. She's a she's a really lovely human, and I'm feeling very good about things. I like that. Yeah. Uh, oldest of friends, Molly Thibodeau says the story about Chuck not pushing a kid in public, <laughs> laughing so hard. Well, you you like you you held yourself back. You really no, wanted to that, push this it was kid. That or? Story where the the mother accused me of pushing her son. Oh, and I didn't. Oh, okay, and I was just like, oh, what do you do there? You know. Wow! Did I tell that? I thought that was some stuff you should know. It might have been on uh, Mini Crush. Maybe. What was so the wait? What, what? What was? Was it just like it was? Uh, a lot of people were around. It was crowded. Yeah, I was dashing through. I was in a hurry, and I like skirted by this kid. Yeah. And the mom later on like yelled at me and was like, "You pushed my kid." I was like, "No, I didn't." Oh. And she said, "Yes, you did." And eventually, I was like, "I'm not going to get in an argument with this lady." Oh my god! And I was just like, "I'm very sorry for whatever happened." Yeah, of course. Like all of a sudden, the cell phone's out. You know, and someone's videotaping me. People are really sensitive about their kids. Sure, I get it. Helicopter. I mean, she thought I pushed her kid, so I, I can't blame her. But yeah, I didn't push I, your well, kid. That's the thing, though, Chuck. I'm sure you didn't, and I'm sure there was a bit of an overreaction there. Oh, so, I don't know. Who knows? I'm, I'm giving her a break. Everyone deserves a break these days. Uh, let me see here. Hans Bronsell says that one time Chuck judged Noel's attempt at keeping score in the holes bit. Yeah, yeah. that was hysterical. And then you like, <laughs> then you put me on I blast. <laughs> like, it wasn't that dumb, you guys. Jesus. laughing. Everyone's laughing. It was oh, not that big a deal. It, it was, was hysterical. You caught me off guard. I didn't have a scorekeeping oh, mechanism. I don't keep score like on the regular, Chuck. It's You're not, not a regular scorekeeper? No. I keep, you know what I do? I keep it in my head. That's where I keep my score. No, I'm seeing Justin Kimmler, Austin Handler, Taylor Johnson, Steve Newman, Laura Duke, Evan Gundy, all saying Noel Helm scream. Oh. So that is clearly the moment of the show, I think. Okay, I'll take it. We have a winner. At least it wasn't me being a dumbass as a scorekeeper. I'm cool with them. Well, that's my favorite moment. I'm really glad you, you <laughs> got so much enjoyment out of that. That and the show. coffee spill 20, 10 minutes ago. That was a pretty epic coffee spill. Just to recap that in case anyone, uh, what, we didn't need the of whole coffee. thing. There's a lot of coffee. It's in one of these airtight mugs, so I thought. Airtight? I bumped it. Well, you know, it's got like a little mouth hole That thing hole is not airtight, it. Noel. Well, I, it, it's, it's it got a seal. It like a goddamn colander. That's my point, though. It's supposed to be. It's got a seal on it, and it popped over, and then it just the lid just you know flew right off, and coffee went. But then there was a recycling bin right under the edge of the table that caught all the drippage, and it was a quick cleanup. That's and right. Now we're moving on. But you don't give a shit about the recycling you spoiled. <laughs> Can you dry that out? 
<laughs> Can you dry these tears, Chuck, from you? Oh, goodness. All right. Um, Ramsey, do you have a top 10 of the year, movie-wise? Because um, I asked Noel to put this together. I didn't know you were going to be in here. You just want to chime in with some of these? Yeah, sure. So Noel and I are going to go over our top 10s of the year. Um, I did 20. Did you really? Wait. No, I didn't. I just put 20 at the top of the page and only did 10. Okay. So are they in order? Yeah, I, I ordered them. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So here's what we'll do. We're allowed two honorable mentions. I got four. Okay. Right. I, I'll, no, no, I'll, pare it, no, I'll pare it down. No, I've got four too because I have, I have a documentary category and a regular movie category. Okay. Well, all mine are regular movies. All right. So. so we'll go with four honorable mentions. It's really a top 14, let's be honest. Uh, and then we'll go start there and go in reverse order 10 to 1. And Ramsey, let's just have you uh, pepper in your thoughts as you see fit. All right. I'm going to start with uh, my two honorable mentions in, in documentary. Um, and the reason I just separated those out is because I just did. Uh, Linda Ronstadt, The Sound of My Voice. Great, 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 great. CNN Films. They're doing some good stuff. Wow. Linda Ronstadt's an artist that I've always really wanted to get into. That sounds really lazy, but what I just mean I've heard a little bit here and there. Sure. It's an interesting story. You I'm fascinated. I need to do that. It, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's really wonderful and heartbreaking and warm. And uh, what's the big Linda Ronstadt song? They like I would. I could... Oh boy, she had so many hits. And all you're no good. You're of no course. good. You're of no course. good. Wonderful. But she was known for. She did country stuff with Graham Parsons and Emily Harris and Dolly Parton. She did rock and roll. She did uh, Pirates of Penzance on Broadway and opera. Um, She's she she was known for just yeah. doing a range of stuff. See, I didn't know any of those things specifically, but I knew there was something unusual and interesting and different about her. Oh man, I'm, when you I'm, watch I, this I documentary, need to, yeah, I need to check it out. Especially as a child of the seventies and eighties, it's like every ten minutes you're going, Jesus, she wrote that, or she didn't write songs. Actually, that was one of the kind of key takeaways. She was just a singer, uh, which is not to degrade that in any way. But she, uh, every five minutes, you're going, man, that was a Linda Ronstadt song. That was a Linda Ronstadt song. And she was also famous for making, taking other people's songs and making them bigger hits. Yeah, like Heat Wave I'm seeing here. That was a yeah, old I mean, Motown song, and, and I guess great. I probably more know her version. And one of the best voices in the history of music. Uh, so that and a Rolling Thunder Review, uh, the Martin Scorsese, his best movie of the year, <laughs> in my opinion. You know, I, I really, really enjoyed what I saw of that, but I did not finish it. Yeah. It was a little long and meandering, I found. But gotcha. I really, really enjoyed, like, the first, like, 30, 40 minutes, and then I just yeah, kind of— I loved it. I started it, like, three times, but— I'm a Dylan guy. Spoiler, quick, weird, about a documentary— I think I heard that some of the interview subjects weren't real people, yeah. and it was sort of— so It was, a, like, a fictional— Parts of it were fiction, which is great and funny and weird. Interesting. Which I didn't know until after the fact. Which I need, is kind to, of I need to finish. Way. Does it pay off? Like, I, I need to finish it. I, I mean, I just loved it. I'm a Dylan freak, yeah. though. All that footage is insane. Like, in the speed, the, what is it? Like, the um, Village Vanguard, I guess, where they're doing, like, these poetry slam things so with, good. like, Patti Smith and uh, Alan Ginsberg is great. there. And just all the people. It's really, really cool. Just yeah. announced Timothy Chalamet is playing Dylan in a... Uh, Oh, God damn it, Noel. You almost spilled your coffee again. <laughs> it's tight quarters in here, Chuck. All right. Uh, and then my two honorable mentions on the movie side are Star Wars Rise of uh, Skywalker and Yesterday. Ah, we, you talked about Yesterday. Didn't, on the show didn't quite make the top 10, but yeah. I really enjoyed both those films. Yeah. All right. So, what are your honorable mentions? Um, uh, Midsommar. We talked about. I hate, oh, I hate pronouncing it. Mention. I just, I, I really re- <laughs> resent having to pronounce it that way. Yeah. I'm just, just going to say gonna, midsummer. Midsummer. 
Um, I feel like an asshole just for having said just it call that it, way what, the first just time. Just call it summer school. Summer school. <laughs> That's yeah. That, that'd be good. Uh, no, we talked about it, and I said I was, I was a little mad about it, but I also just thought it was so beautifully shot and a really interesting uh, choice for a second film yeah, for this director so who I really enjoyed on a movie that you. Have bagged on a lot. I didn't bag I on it. I respect that choice. It, it, was, it was mainly I, I had a little more time to sit with it. I haven't seen it again. But I'm going to revisit. I it realized for sure. it was affecting in, right. in in some way, and I I said that from the start. But I also just thought that there was a little bit about it that was kind of a little half baked, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, but I thought it was beautifully sh- shot and executed, and had one of the best like mushroom tripping scenes yeah, that I've seen that. in a film. So I, I, I did enjoy it. Ramsey, did you see Midsummer? Yes, I did. Did you like it? Did not. Oh, not at all. Or um, I thought it started out like the first thirty were, were, was was great, and I think when the people fell off the cliff is when it started going downhill for me. Pretty fast. Fell off the cliff is a pretty uh, <laughs> generous way of describing that <laughs> well, scene. I actually said you the know same that big accident when they yeah. were hiking and fell yeah. off the cliff. The whole movie really <laughs> they fell off the cliff in tandem. The movie and the and the people. Uh, so no. it went south for you after the the face splat. Yeah, I all said right. I said that we both kind of said the same thing where that almost felt like such a. Climax. Then, then after everything after that, where do you go from there? Where do you go from there? Was yeah. that was because that was an excellent sequence. I mean, that's an expertly. Yeah, I'm going to revisit it. There, I think there's something there. I think so. Too. All right, what else is on the honorable mention list? Noel? Um I put John Wick three uh, because oh, I. God damn it! That should have been on. It's my... just a fun movie, yeah, and that really one just upped that. the ante to like eleven. Uh-huh. You know, of the first two, which were already batshit and and super fun, and just like you know, yeah. I don't usually like these super fast-paced, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, atten- attention deficit disorder theater kind of stuff. But, like, this one really hit. There's, yeah. like, a, a sword fight on motorcycles. It's and so I'm not a Fast and <laughs> Furious guy. I don't, but something about the style of this movie and the uh-huh. sort of wink and nod of, of it all, yeah. I really, really liked yeah. a lot. All of them. Very, no, very you're much. more slow and furious. That's true. Very true. You're furious, but I'm, you're just... I'm enraged right now, You're at your now, own Chuck. pace. I'm enraged. Uh, what else? Uh, I put The Irishman on my honorable mentions. Fair enough. Because I Moving there on. were things that were great about it, but it was <laughs> like we said. I just I don't think either one of us really yeah. got it, quote unquote. You know? Well, like I said, Rolling Thunder Review was Martin Scorsese's best movie He did say that. Uh, is that the four or three? I got one more as right. Avengers Endgame. I, I just thought it was a great wrapping up to that series. Uh-huh. But I also, I don't know, this is going to be, be a little old man of me, but like I don't look at it as like prime cinema. It's more like a theme park ride or yeah. something. But it's so good at what it is. Well, no, and, that leads me. That's my number 10 movie. Um, and we should say about at least the way I devise my list, you know, there are certain people, they're the Casey's of the world who say things like cinema and refuse to say the word movie mm-hmm. that doesn't get into stuff like that. God bless Casey. I love it. Uh, but when I make my top 10, I just rate it as like, did I enjoy seeing this movie? Right. And did I love it? And some of them are is cinema and our films, and some of them are Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. and Yesterday. And I, and, and that's pretty common on a lot of these. Uh, I mean, yeah, unless you're like like New Yorker type stuff. But I mean, there 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 are always going to be some of those movies that sneak into people's top ten lists because yes. they're fun movies. That's right. I'm and not bad like, on Casey. I hope, does no, that no, sound that way? no, not oh, at okay, all. Good. No, Casey. I think Casey likes all kinds of fun bullshit, but he, he definitely on being a, he movie absolutely top. does. <laughs> and yeah, no, he would be the first one to tell you that. All right, that's great. Uh, let me see here. Uh, number, what's your number ten? My number ten is uh, kind of a smaller movie. I don't think got a lot of buzz, and there aren't that many of those on my list. But it's the Art of Self Defense. Uh, did not see it with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Is that good? 
I thought it was great huh. and, and really dark, you know, pitch black comedy, um, really tense, but really funny. Um, it almost is like if Napoleon Dynamite was like sort Good. of a thriller, <laughs> like a really awkward character who's who's a kind of insecure, single, you know, loner kind of guy who works in an office and is picked on all the time mm-hmm. and, and he gets mugged. The trailer and so was interesting. He decides to start taking karate. And so it's got a lot of like almost like 80s karate kid kind of vibes <laughs> to it as it well. Like. But then it gets really dark and spins kind of out of control. And I, I thought it was was great. Well, well, I think Jesse Eisenberg is a great actor and uh, makes really interesting choices. Yeah. So um, that was on my list. Yeah. Did you see that, Ramsey? Did not, but it, yeah, I agree. Like it had that Napoleon Dynamite feel to it and all yeah. that. But yeah, I wanted to see it, but yeah. I saw it on a plane. I, re- I recommend it. It's streaming everywhere now, I think. And the soundtrack is by Heather McIntosh, who is an Athens person oh, now really? living in LA. She was in a lot of the Elephant Six bands uh-huh. and like uh, sure. uh, Narls Barkley, I think she was in. She did some stuff with the Danger Mouse guy, who was also an Athens yeah. person. Um, and she was in like the circulatory system or some Olivia Trimmer control adjacent project. But she does cello uh, kind of score, orchestral stuff that sort of leads with cello. And it's got a really cool, dark, orchestral score that she, she did and it's really really cool nice mm-hmm. alright Nolan my number 9 uh, was a movie called Joker uh, at the time it I, I liked it a lot but it's a movie that when I reflect back upon it I liked it more you liked it more when you reflected back on it yeah that's how I felt about Midsummer, kind of actually yeah you know? I really Joker was just a really quality well done movie great acting oh yeah love the vibe I finally saw it I, I was into it mm-hmm yeah, I, I I I I thought there was a much to ado about nothing on either, both sides. There are so many people saying it was the best thing of all time. It was like historically, you know, it captured the zeitgeist of blot now and all this. And then there are all these people who are saying it's dangerous. It's going to cause, you know, school shooters and, you know, yeah. all of these lone wolf incel people to like revolt or whatever. Right. I did not think it was either of those things. I thought it was somewhere in the middle, a perfectly very well expertly kind of know, realistic made. gritty uh, origin yeah. story of a bad guy. Completely agree. <laughs> I very much, was. very much enjoyed it. Yeah. But I don't think it was... I don't think you should read too much into it, I yeah. guess, is what I'm saying. Did you see that, Ramsey? Yeah, I did. Uh, Joaquin did a great job as the Joker. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I thought the directing was a little off. Oh, okay. It, it felt a little rushed or, I don't know, it was just, I don't know. Not quite there for you. There All were right. parts of it that were paced better than others, mm-hmm. I would say. And I really like, there's actually a really smart twist in it that I yeah. didn't see coming and ele- elevated it a little bit for mm-hmm. me. Because at first I was like, oh, is it just going to be like this? crazy guy going crazier, you know? Right. And it almost felt like there was a little, I was concerned it was going to come off as uh, unkind to mentally disabled people sure. or like, you know, people with mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. But it actually addressed it really smartly. And it's almost like he became what he ultimately became when he like stopped taking his meds. Right. And he stopped taking his meds because he couldn't get them because he's lost his health care subsidy or something. So it had a, you know, a nice little commentary on that stuff. Too. He needs to get into the crime union. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't really great healthcare. I didn't see him as a the Joker that could take on Batman because, like, the Batman and the Joker, like, like this is arch rival. Like, right. He still felt a little weak, like Agreed. physically, 
And the the age difference between the two. I mean, by the time Batman becomes Batman, the guy will be like in his sixties. So there's just a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff. Oh, that's okay. No, no, that's that's a good point. And uh, but I will always say that in the comics, Joker was always a pretty spindly dude that wasn't there for fist fighting. He was there for like you know playing crazy pranks and you know doing like evil mischief and stuff. And I guess what I'm saying is. At the beginning of the movie, you saw this guy who was kind of like he was medicated and was you do like this guy can't even hold down a job. How is he going to be a criminal mastermind? Right. But you start to see as he stops taking the meds, he sort of becomes the thing that the meds were maybe keeping down, kind right. of. And that to me was like, oh, I could say I did see him kind of transform right. into what I could view as a Joker criminal mastermind esque right. character eventually. You totally. Uh, Noel, what's your number nine? I did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I know seems maybe low on the list. Uh, I very, very much enjoyed it, but I really enjoyed Art of Self-Defense, too. And um, there were a lot of great movies this year. Agreed. Uh, My number eight, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, shit. I didn't even put that. I I adored that movie. I forgot about it. It Yeah, sometimes you forget. Wasn't that last year? Uh, Oh, geez. I think you're right. Was that 2018? It had to have been because it won an Oscar. Yeah. That's right. All right. Sorry, everybody. No, I'm sorry. Well, let's look at the release date. No, it had to have been. Yeah, it did win. did make the award rounds. All right. Well, that means I can slide in. Um, well, who cares? <laughs> right? What's your number eight, Noel? Uh, I chose Booksmart. Oh, I saw that eight. the other night. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I, it's like you said about, like, you know, what was my experience? Like, what did I walk away feeling? Did it make me feel a thing? Did I have a good time? I was on a plane watching the movie, and I kind of, like, teared I up a couple of times. totally and, thought it was very fun and funny. I thought it funny. was lovely. Yeah. And uh, uh, um, who was the lead actor? Um, her, her name is... Um, Jonah Hill's sister. Oh, my gosh. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's They were incredible. both great. They were both so great. Yeah, but it was also Hats like off to Olivia Wilde, Beanie Feldstein or Feldstein, excuse me, yeah. Beanie Feldstein, and everything about it was just it, it really was pitch perfect, and it was like it, it felt like a can't hardly wait or like a Days that confused oh, or like a, one I mean, of it's those in the types long of tradition movies. of last day of school nerds try and find the cool party movie. That's right, but it but it didn't feel like a retread at all. It felt like its own thing. It felt really fresh and like this is a, a great perspective I, that we I, haven't seen. I loved it. Yeah, yeah me too. Mm-hmm. Did you see it, Ramsey? No, not for Ramsey. All he's doing is shaking his head. Uh, what is? Did you go to your number eight yet? That was my number eight. Because oh. you you lost a spot because you Sorry. had a 2018 movie. I'm already off everyone. Uh, my number seven was Rocket Man. I'm a as everyone knows, I'm a Elton John fanatic, and so this movie was perfect for me. I loved it. That's why I wanted to see, um, but didn't. I, I was telling you earlier in the break room, like, I, there's so many great movies this year. I was looking back yeah. over the list, and there's a bunch that I really, you know, kind of bookmarked to see that I just haven't made yeah. it to. So I'm gonna, I've got a lot of catching up to do. But What's I, your number seven? My number seven was The Lighthouse. Okay. Um, well, that's my number six, so let's just go ahead and yeah. say it was great. It was, it was great. weird. We yeah. crushed it. We did. Uh, I loved it. Ramsey's nodding. It's in the affirmative. It feels like a moving painting or something, or like a so good weird I can't wait to see nightmare. I just I, I I loved it. Yeah, and it's funny and it's dark. It's all funny. the things you want, and it's like these guys are acting their balls off. I mean, it's insane how much they're. But it doesn't feel like one-upsmanship, or it doesn't feel like scenery chewing. It feels very like this. This is how this would be. You know, like when they called rap at the end of the movie. Some prop guy came over and he was like, hey, guys, here's your testicles. Exactly. I, uh, I picked them up off yeah. the floor on day three. That's right. And uh, I've just been taking care of them. Exactly. Keep them in a jar. <laughs> What's your number six, Noel? Oh, 
Um, yeah, it was another smaller one that I, I think it definitely got a lot of love, but like I, I, a lot of people haven't heard of it. Um, the Last Black Man in San Francisco. I want to see that. Yeah. It's a, uh, I don't know, it's Ramsey's another. nodding, you saw it? Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah. It's, a, good. it's another kind of like dreamy meditation on like um, the state of the world. It takes place in sort of like a mildly post-apocalyptic, like very near future version of San Francisco. So just like a little apocalypse. Well, no, there's like something wrong with the water and like you see a three-eyed fish at one point, but they don't play it. Like it's <laughs> oh, not, it's, it's very background. Yeah, yeah. And there are these people in hazmat suits occasionally that you'll see, but it's not, they don't talk about it. It's, but it's like very oh, much a, a sort of subtly near future um, end of the world type scenario. But like it's about gentrification. The movie is about like right. gentrification and and the idea of home and the idea of what it means for a place to be your home oh, and man. like Sounds putting great. down roots and you know family and uh, legacy and it's 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 just wonderful. It's that a really really good. special movie, I think. Uh, my number five is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, which we've talked enough about. Yeah, I, I need to see it a second time. I I, I really did. I've seen it, it twice. Yeah. Um, we bought it. On iTunes, just because it's got a lot of good extras and stuff. So. Got it. Oh, I'd love to see the extras. I, the whole the way they transformed Hollywood, yeah, uh, L.A. I mean, it's just that's one of the most fun parts of the movie for me. For What's sure. What's your number five, Noel? Number five for me was Us. Oh, interesting. That did not make my list. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. But I, I, I saw it twice in the it. theaters, so I, that's a big benchmark for me as to how much I liked the movie. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, and I, and I liked. Uh, I think that some people had problems with where it went. In the end, oh, I liked it, but I thought it was cool. I liked it, yeah, totally and, cool. And an Twilight intru- Zoney was great. Oh, and it introduced me to my favorite song of of the year, favorite old new to me song. I think it's pronounced Le Fleur by uh-huh. Minnie Ripperton. Oh, it's, great! It's over the end credits, and I that I've been obsessed with that song. My Rudolph's since. mom. That's right. Well, yeah, I only just recently found that out. But yeah, I really liked us a lot. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. 
And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. All right, number four for me. This is where it gets serious, everyone. These are truly the best films of the year, these top fives. Um, my number four uh, was Jojo Rabbit. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Didn't see it yet. Really want to. Yeah. Pretty sure I'm going to love it. What's your number four? My number four was Knives Out. That's my number three. So, um, I mean, we've talked to – you weren't on the roundtable for that, were you? You had to set that one out, I think. Yeah, I did. I did set that one out. Um, I, I I loved it. It was just fun, so a, much fun. a fun movie. Yeah, I can't wait to see it again. So smart. Yeah. Like, it does that drawing room murder mystery thing to a T, but – keeps you guessing and and it's just a good commentary on like some very subtle political things but doesn't like shove it down your throat yeah. like I just think it's a great movie they just announced they're, they're trying to do a sequel why not that character that Daniel and the Craig perfect plays. way to do it yeah that's all they're gonna do it's, yeah. it's just gonna be the next uh, case for yeah. for uh, what was it Benoit yeah I don't uh, something like that yeah <laughs> It's like a Poirot thing or like a, yeah, that's you know. that's exactly what they're setting up, man. They I should. Can't wait. I hope we get like five of these with him. I'd much rather see him play that character than James Bond yeah. for another three movies. 100%. Oh, and he's singing in the car with the yeah. headphones. <laughs> when, the, when the thing's going on. You can't tell if, because like, there's parts of the movie where he genuinely seems oblivious. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think it's all an act kind well, of. He, he turns out, that, that was one of the things we were talking about is you can't. One of the fun things is you can't tell as you're going. It's like, is he a brilliant detective or a buffoon? <laughs> exactly. But turns out he's a brilliant detective. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it. it's, such, it's like what a good payoff, too, of justice and getting comeuppance like yeah. that. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about it now and I'm Ramsey, just getting excited. did you see Knives Out? Oh, yeah. Did great. you love it? Loved it. Yeah, it's definitely in my top five. Maybe I top love three. Oh, wow. All right. And, and just fun and unpretentious and just like good, just good. movie. Original. Is that a movie? Or is it cinema? <laughs> I'm asking. Oh, I mean. Because it sort of accomplishes know. both, doesn't it? It's sort of a big popcorn kind of like, whoa, what's going to happen? Yeah. We'll ask Casey. Yeah. I think he probably loved it if he hasn't seen it. He did. He was in the uh, round table. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He Good. liked it a lot. Good. Uh, Noel, what is your number three? My number three is a weird one. It, it is a little bit more of an art house movie. It's called Hagazuza. It was a, uh, a German, I believe, uh, sort of horror film about. Uh, a witch. Um, it takes place in these three kind of vignette, like sort of uh, chapters, uh-huh. and it reminds me a lot of the witch in the way it's shot. It's all during uh, the course of a season, like going from winter to spring, and so there's amazing shots in the snow, and it's about like um, a, a young woman who's in the first vignette. Her mother is considered to be like this outcast, and she's like you know. Maybe she's a witch. You don't really quite know. Mm-hmm. But there's they live in this, like, shack way away from the village, and they're treated like out, outsiders. And the mother passes away in a brutal, horrific fashion while the young girl is taking care of her, and she's left on her own and oh, ends up boy. living in that same house and growing up there and becoming the new 
the wit- sure. witch, and you don't know really if she is or yeah, isn't, yeah. and it's very ambiguous, but it's just beautifully shot and really subtly disturbing and unnerving, and I, I recommend yeah. anyone check it that out. It's great. It's a young new director, a German director by the name of Lucas uh Feigelfeld, Feigelfeld, who also wrote the Feigelfeld, Feigelfeld, who also wrote the screenplay. So feel like uh, big things are. Wait a minute, that movie didn't come out until that movie came out in twenty. No, I think it came out in Germany Germany in twenty seventeen and came out in the states in twenty nineteen. I saw it in twenty nineteen, but it was released in the states as Hagazusa, a heathen's curse. Okay, which was like the. Americanized, uh, I sure. guess, you know, re-release version. But really great. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. Yeah. Not I, many bad tomatoes there. Highly recommend it. All right. My number two, Noel, uh, was Marriage Story. Every part of that movie worked for me. And we crushed it out. And I don't really need to talk anymore about it. I loved every single frame. Should I watch it? I don't know. You want to? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've been divorced, so if I was kind of like, is it going to bum me out? Like, is it going to be – I didn't have a particularly acrimonious divorce, but it is, you know, it's something that – that kind of dynamic I, I can understand, and it's almost like I'm a little uh, scared. Yeah. I, I don't want to recommend it or not re- okay. recommend it for you. Then. I love Noah Baumbach. You have to walk through that door on your own. I know I If do. you so choose. I think I probably will. It's great. I mean, it's Noah Baumbach at his best yeah. and some of the best acting of the year. I bet. What is your number two? My number two um, is Uncut Gems. Okay. Well, that's my number one film of the year. Oh, boy. I know what your number one is. Yeah. uh, Which I haven't seen yet. Yeah. It's Parasite. It is Parasite. So uh, Uncut Gems, we're about to round table, so I don't want to over talk now. Yeah. But it was my favorite movie of the year. It just fucking blew me away. I'm going to see it again tonight. Uh, Maybe my favorite movie score of all time. Um, oh, it was that, so good. No, that score is incredible. It's that dude Daniel Lopatin who does uh, Ono Tricks Point Never. And yeah, he's done all of their. He's it's it's just per, it's a perfect film. It it's was so great. good. And and it's uh, I think Adam Sandler is a lock to win his first Oscar. I hope so. I, I, I've I, he's not getting great odds. I've I've been really. I, I've heard just who just, is uh, fucking Joaquin Phoenix is getting really good odds, which bum, uh, which bums me out. I mean, I mean, he was great. Yeah. But, Boy, Sandler just oh, uh, what's his name? Man. Marriage, Marriage Story, dude. Adam Driver's getting good. Uh, he as was well. great too, but Sandler's nuts. He disappears into that character of I Howard mean, Ratner. A thousand percent. It was a tough one. My number one and number two. They were they were almost neck and neck, but yeah. they're very different kinds of movies, right? Um, but God, I I just love the Softy Brothers. I saw an interview with them. They they don't call action. They just get the vibe going, and people kind of know when to start. Yeah, that's how they get that naturalistic feel and like. So many like claustrophobic bits where they're in the jewelry store uh-huh. and like the you know there's like these gates you have to get buzzed in and there's constantly something going on and like you know it's it feels like this anxiety attack kind mm-hmm. of like like brewing and then it kind of just like hits you know yeah th- some of the best directors I worked with uh, do not say action mm-hmm. um, I-, I feel like it's a bit of an old school thing like most of the directors I've worked with that I thought did a good job. You know, everyone knows cameras rolling because you go rolling, speeding, check, lights, check, everything, sound speeding, and then they'll just go like, like when you're ready or what or something like that. That's right. You that know, makes not sense. action. Right. No, of course. See, Ramsey just jumped. I did too. Um, Does that get you in the mood to do a quiet scene? They, they they also have a lot of like real 
people from the the Diamond District like on set all the time and yeah. in scenes and like oh, you know they had like a consultant who was some guy. I was, there's a really good interview with them on Film Spotting, which is another good movie podcast. If you haven't checked that out, it's from I Chicago. didn't know there were other movie podcasts. That's true. This one's been around for a long time. I just recently started listening to it again, and it's it's great. But um, the Softy Brothers are on there, and they also they've been nursing this script for like. 20 years 10 years oh yeah uh, they wrote it right out of film school yeah. and like they're like my age they're like 35 36 something like that and they wrote it for Sandler and yeah. they weren't famous enough to do anything with it and then it. you know favorite favorite movie yep uh, so Parasite was your number one of course yeah. which Can't I still haven't seen I, I, oh man um, it should be streaming soon I guess since awards well seasons. I want to catch it in the theater I'll, I'll make it out like yeah. probably next week is it still around though sure okay yeah I, I, I just I've seen it four times at this point oh wow yeah it's just, there's a lot of subtexts in the gestures and the way the characters kind of interact with each other physically. Yeah. And the way they use the space is really great. It's, Our boss, Connell, uh, texted me the other day. He was like, dude, that's my movie of the year. You got to see it. Yeah. Can't wait. It's I don't want to hear any more about no, it. No, I'm not going to tell you. You need to know nothing about it. That's why I'm being super vague. It's way better if you know pretty much nothing about it going in. My all top right. two are... Oh, well, Ramsey, let's hear it. Sorry. That's all right. Scared the shit out of me. I forgot you were there. <laughs> Action. <laughs> um, my top two were Uncut Gems and... Parasite. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. I don't know which one is number one. I had a hard time with that. I had a hard time with that. I think Parasite number one because again, I've seen it four times, and I'm going to see Uncut Gems for a second time tonight. Oh, really? But to me, Parasite is a little. It's. I can't do it. Parasite's just really fun. Yeah. And also, it really speaks to a very specific thing that is very much in the consciousness of our world right now. You right. Know? I don't think I would describe it as fun. It, it, it is. It, I disagree because it's, it's okay. intrigue. Yeah. You know? okay. it, it, it's okay. like a mystery, you know, like it's got that quality to it. Whereas Uncut Gems is just kind of a dude fucking his life up like repeatedly. And you want to just shake him and say, dude, okay. stop doing what you're doing. I agree. Those, All right, everyone. Those brothers are tapped to do the next. They were supposed to do a remake of 48 Hours. And yeah. Are they, they not doing it now? They're not. There is like, hey, we wrote this script that's kind of loosely based on 48 Hours, but we think this is better. And so they're- It's called 49 it. Hours? Yeah. <laughs> what is 48 Hours? Is that a Nick Nolte thing? Yeah, Nick Nolte, okay. Eddie Murphy. Got it. Classic film. Interesting. I haven't seen it. All right. I've said, all right, everyone, three times. It's okay. Are we allowed to stop the show? We can stop the show anytime you say. All right, all right. everyone. Thank you for uh, the first 100, all the support. We have so much fun doing this. And uh, let's raise our- uh, glasses of coffee to another 100 everyone here we go I'm gonna just dump it right on the computer <laughs> alright bye everyone for more podcasts from iHeartRadio visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows this is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles 
and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.